Today is April 3rd, uh, Easter even, and I would invite you to pray with me now the collect appointed for today. Grant, O Lord, that as we are baptized into the death of thy blessed Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, so by continual mortifying our corrupt affections we may be buried with him, and that through the grave and gate of death we may pass to our joyful resurrection for his merits, who died and, and was buried and rose again for us. The same, thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, in this collect, we ask that God, that as we have been baptized into the death of Christ, because when we are baptized, uh, that is a part of what we are baptized into, and that is, that is when we are initiated into the church and when we are grafted into the church. But it doesn't just end there. Because we have to continually mortify our corrupt affections. We have to continue to grow in the faith. We have to continue to, to learn about Christ and, and receive Christ and walk with Christ. So we ask that as we continually mortify our corrupt affections, we may be buried with him and that through the grave and gate of death we may pass to our joyful resurrection for his merits, not because of ours, who died and was buried and rose again for us, the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The epistle appointed for today is the first epistle of St. Peter, the third chapter, beginning at the 17th verse. For it is better to suffer for doing evil, if that should be God's will, or, for, excuse me, for it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. For Christ also mm-hmm. suffered mm-hmm. once, for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but being made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water, through water, Baptism, which corresponds to this now, saves you not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers being subjected to him. In the epistle, St. Peter notes that if we are to suffer, for, it's better to suffer for doing good, uh, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. Of course, if we suffer for doing evil, then our suffering is, is justified. But if we suffer for doing good, we're bringing honor and glory to God. And it notes that Christ also uh, suffered or, or died once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh, but being made alive in the spirit. This is uh, imputation. He, our, his righteousness was imputed to us, and by his sacrifice on the cross, we may be brought to God. And he was, of course, put to death in the flesh, and we will one day be dead in the flesh as well, but made alive in the spirit in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison because they formerly did not obey when God's patience was 
being prepared, or, or uh, God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Uh, there are different interpretations of this. Some believe that Christ went and uh, somehow was able to give a second chance to those uh, who perished in the flood. I think that's rather speculative. I think the main thrust of this uh, is uh, that Christ uh, was, of course, dead and then was brought to life. And so that's what we most need to take away from this. Um, baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves us, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When, when someone is baptized, they are uh, being engrafted into the, into the people of God, and, and we are proclaiming our faith in uh, the resurrection of Christ who has gone before and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. We can know that we go there and we are appealing uh, to Christ who is seated at the right hand of God. He who loved us so much that he gave himself on the cross for us, it is he who has all authorities and angels and powers in subjection to him. Now, that may not be evident in the world today, but that is the truth, despite how much men may want to uh, deny it. The gospel pointed for today is the 27th chapter, or the 57th verse of the 27th chapter of the gospel according to St. Matthew. Matthew 27, 57. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him, and Joseph took the body and wrapped it in clean, a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own tomb, which he had cut into the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priest and Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that impostor said while he was alive, still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he is risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to him, You have a guard of soldiers. Go make as, as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and by setting a guard. Well, Jesus died suddenly. He had nowhere to be buried. Uh, probably, I imagine, would have been buried in a, a pauper's grave or a common grave. But... Instead, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a man of means, came and he asked Pilate for the body. And Pilate gave it to him. And uh, Joseph took it and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth. And he set it in his own new tomb, hewn into a rock. And he rolled a great stone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. In those days, a tomb would have uh, frequently a round, or ideally a round rock, but you would 
roll it into place. And one person can set it fairly easily, but it would take a great number of people to roll it away and to, to, to get access to the tomb. Uh, sealing the tomb was fairly easy if it was set up properly, but getting access back into it uh, was not. And so he rolls the st stone there, and Mary Magdalene and the other Mary are there, and they're sitting opposite the tomb, no doubt wondering what has happened and what could this all mean. And the next day after the day of preparation, the chief priest and the Pharisees go to Pilate, and they, they say they remember how Jesus talked about that after three days he would rise, and they're worried about that. They ostensibly they're worried that someone might steal the body. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him and tell the people he is risen from the dead. And the last fraud would be worse than the first. And surely, if it was a fraud, it would be. Um, it would be more remarkable. You know, of course, it wasn't a fraud. Pilate said to him, you have a guard of soldiers, go make it as secure as you can. And so they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. And that is where we are this Easter even. Christ is laying in the tomb. And who could have, who could have known who could have suspected what would happen the next day. Thank you, and God bless you.